called Love Mondays, which is very, very exciting. Just before we do that, um, just as I was standing, uh, actually when I was praying this morning, um, I really felt God just wanted to pass the message on to a couple of people, and so I just want to quickly um, speak to and very quickly pray for a couple of people. Swari, are you in are you here t- t- today, this morning? Is Swari here? Oh, you are. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to get you to stand up. <laughs> just because I think that's important. Swari, I, I, just this morning, as I was just asking the Lord about today's service, I really felt God bring you to my mind. I believe God wants to say to you, Swari, Psalm 37 verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And you are a daughter who has delighted yourself in him. And I believe God is coming to you this morning and saying, Swari, if there is one thing, one thing that I can do for you, what is that one thing? And I believe just even as you're standing here, as you, as you bring that one thing before the Lord, I believe God is gonna, God's going to answer that. He's going to move on that because he sees your delight in him. And he's going to grant you the desires of your heart. Thank you, Lord. It's awesome. And I also want to pray for DB. Is Dan Bell in? He's still, where's Dan? Oh, there he is. <laughs> Great, Dan. Dan, you stay standing. Dan, I already believe God, God showed me a picture of a drive shaft. No, you're not called to be a mechanic. <coughs> but I believe, really believe God wants to say to you, Dan, whenever you start turning, other things start moving. Whenever you start turning, other things start moving. And this will be the hallmark of your life. And you're a man who, when actually, when you begin to engage and you begin to turn and you begin to push into things, other things start turning. Other people start moving. And I believe you need to soak yourself in Jeremiah chapter 1. You know, this young, this young man, God comes to this young man and says, no, no, don't say you're young. Don't say you can't speak for I've called you and appointed you and I've raised you up to be a prophet to the nations. And it's a different call on your life. But God would say to you, never, ever forget, as long as you live, that when you engage, I don't care what you think is going on, when you start turning, people start moving. And you will always be someone who has an ability to influence others in large ways and small. But you're not someone who can be in a crowd and people are unaffected. Wherever you are, whenever you engage, people start to be affected. It's a, it's a call on your life. It's an anointing on you. An anointing for influence, says the Lord. And be encouraged and be encouraged and be encouraged. And never hold back in those moments when you feel like, I can't, I don't want to, I'm too tired, it's too difficult. Because when you start turning, people will start moving. Amen? Receive that, Dan. That's a great word. Love Mondays. When I ask you this morning as we start, what are you going to be doing this time tomorrow? 10.40 a.m. 10.40 a.m. Monday. Yeah, Brian's going to be in the hospital. That's exciting. Getting bits and pieces checked out. I'm going to come down and see you at some point, Brian. I'm going to pray for you later as well. So what will you be doing at 10.40 tomorrow morning? Wonderful. Preparing for a senior leadership team meeting. Sue works at Laidlaw College and does an absolutely phenomenal job there. Cecilia, what are you going to be doing at 10.40 tomorrow morning? Getting ready for morning tea. Getting ready for morning tea at school. That's awesome. And you teach? And what age kids do you teach? Oh, it's year 5 and 6 and 9 to 11 as well. Spectacular. David, how about you? 10.30, 10.40 tomorrow morning, what will you be doing? <laughs> Going through that much discovery documents at work. And where is work? Meredith Connell, law firm. Very, very good. So let me ask you, what will you be doing tomorrow morning? Because God knows and God is interested and God will be with you. 
You know, tomorrow is Monday, and for most people, strangely enough, Monday is a dreaded word. It's one of the most common things on the planet to hate Mondays. If you go onto Google and just type in uh, hate Mondays, you will get a plethora of memes all about why Monday's the worst day of the week and, and why you want to try and just kind of, you know, stay unconscious through Monday if you possibly can. There's all sorts of stuff out there about it. But you've got, we've got to ask the question, why does everybody hate Monday? Everybody lives for the weekend, but why don't we live for the week? Why don't we love Monday? Everyone wants to get to, to the weekend to do no work, but why don't, we, why don't we want to get to the weekday so we can get into work? You see, I think for many of us, we forget the fact that work is divine. Work is divine. In fact, when God created the earth, we read in Genesis, that actually even before he created Adam, he noted that there was no one to do the work. There was no one to tend the garden. There was nobody to work on what he had created because what he had created requires work. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 13. Solomon says this. He says that each of us may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all our toil. This is the gift of God. This is the gift of God. We sometimes think, you know, we talk a lot about our spiritual gifts as being the gifts of God. We talk about our salvation as being a gift of God. But I tell you, according to the scriptures, finding satisfaction in your toil is also a gift from God. In fact, God is working. God doesn't sit up there on a permanent retirement gig. He's not just sitting up there like he did it. You know, he he whacked his career out in six days. And uh, now he's just been chilling ever since. John 5, 17, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. Maybe we need to change our thinking on our work. You see, my week starts on Sunday. Sunday is my Monday. And uh, you know what? It's, it's easy at times to get to Saturday night and to go, Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it's Monday tomorrow. But I thought it would be quite helpful today. I've never done this before. I thought it might be helpful to just talk you through what happens on my Monday, which, of course, is today. I thought it might be helpful and insightful. And I'm sure there'll be lots of correlations with the way you do your Mondays, because I know we're a different kind of a people here. But I'll tell you one thing. Look, I don't want to come to Sunday and wake up and go, oh, my gosh, it's Sunday. Oh, just hit the snooze button another five times. I don't want that to be Sunday. I'm pretty sure you don't want that to be my Sunday, right? You don't want me to wake up going, oh my God, I've got to see those people again. Oh, oh, this is terrible. You know, and that's not, that's not what happens, okay? That's, that's not how it works. But let me just talk you through my Monday. My Monday, I get up early. I have to get up early. I have to get up early because I've got to seek God for this day. And I'll get up and, and if it's a nice day, I'll usually go and walk the beach for an hour. And if it's not a nice day like today, I pace, excuse me, <clears throat> I pace my lounge for an hour just praying, praying in tongues, asking God's blessing on our service today, asking God if there's any particular prophetic words that he has for people. That is what happens. When I finish praying, I, I go and jump into, my, uh, into breakfast and uh, just for those who are interested, I'm sure nobody is, but I have gluten-free cereal with almond milk and a little bit of fruit. Good, healthy, keeps the system working. It's so nice. And as I have my breakfast, I get into my word and I'll read a couple of chapters of the Bible, ask God what he wants to say to me through that. 
And we jump in the car, we drive 45 minutes uh, in here to, to church. And as soon as we come in, we're just checking, make sure things are ready. We're checking the Sonos system to make sure that there's worship music going on throughout our facility and out the front of the, of the facility as well. We're getting everything ready for Dream Team so that when our Dream Team has arrived, they feel blessed that there's breakfast there and, and uh, we've got a team that make that happen. We come in and check that and, just, and we just do a few adjustments and make sure things are ready for when our Dream Team has arrived for our first meeting at 9.15, which is awesome. In that time, we try and encourage people. We try and bring a short devotion. We pray for them. If there's any final instructions, we check with our security team that they are all good. Lizzie meets with various different people and make sure that the small team meetings are happening so that everyone is ready for the day. And then we've got to dig deep and get our smile on because who knows that sometimes you come to Sunday morning or for you Monday morning and actually you can still be a little tired but that's not going to wash you got to you got to make that happen sometimes you come to to this day and maybe you're not even 100% well maybe you're just not feeling totally on top of your game but you got to dig deep so that's what we do even on bad days we're going to make sure that we're bringing 100% and so we then start to motivate people, talk to people. We come in here for prayer meeting. And then we engage in prayer meeting. And in prayer meeting is such an important time. We pray over every seat. You know, the seat you are sitting on, the seat you are sitting on has been prayed for today. And it hasn't, it's not that we want a blessed seat. It's not that we want a blessed butt even. It's that we want you blessed. So the seat you are sitting on has been prayed over. I'm not sure what's been prayed over. Health, blessing, financial breakthrough, revelation, understanding. I'm not sure what it is. But every seat on this place has been prayed for this morning and is every morning. I always take that back section there. So back section, people, something special going on down there, just letting you know. Look forward to that. Don't get comfortable. So we have, a prayer, we have our prayer team, which is amazing. And then we just try and finish up any final details, catch up with a few people maybe we haven't seen or chatted with, just try and encourage them. And then, of course, the service starts. We get into the service, and I have got to lead like I want everyone to behave. That's why I jump up and down here. I don't jump up and down here because I just got all this excess energy I'm trying to burn off. I'm not jumping up and down here just because I didn't do my exercise this morning, haven't been for a run, and I'm just trying to you know, get some steps up on my little pedometer here. I'm doing this because I believe this is how God wants me to worship Him, and I've got to do it by example. And so I'm just trying to make sure that I am being the guy that if someone comes in here and goes, so how do we worship God? Oh, I'm going to copy that guy up the front, then something will happen. So that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to think, how do I lead by example in everything that I do? And then when we get into the service, I get up here. And when I'm up here, I'm trying to get the job done with every nerve, every muscle that I can. I'm trying to make sure that there is a connection going on. I'm trying to read the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing in this time. I'm trying to be aware of where we're trying to take people to and what we want to end up with at the end. I'm trying to move everybody to a place of decision in some way, shape or form. So that when we walk out of these doors, we've made some sort of decision to live better, to step up in the way that we live our lives. That's what we're trying to do in our time here together. And then when we get off this, then we get out into the cafe. I try and, I try and get to the, the front door. Often you'll see me scoot out. It's not because I'm just done with the service. I'm trying to get to the front door so that the people who leave first, that I get to eyeball them and let them know that they matter as well. Then when the cafe time's going on, I try to get around as many tables as I can. Just connect face-to-face -face with people, say g'day. Then we've got growth track going on upstairs, and sometimes if it's week one, I'm up doing growth track from 12 to 1. Sometimes maybe and we'll take, if one of our leaders is away sick, listen, I might do another one of those, but we're up there with the team doing that. 
And then finally, when service is all done and we head out of here, then we go home. And at the moment, it's pre-marriage counselling in the afternoons. And then into the evenings, it's working on my university assignments because I'm doing a little bit of study as well. But that's my Monday. That's my Monday. And I'm not trying to say, hey, look at me, aren't I flash? What I'm trying to say is, is actually, you know, we've got to be intentional about our Mondays. That's what we're trying to say. We need to be intentional about our Mondays. Because every one of us has been called by God. Every one of us has been anointed by God. And we've got to actually go, okay, God, what is it that you've called me to do and achieve? And how can I do that with all that I have? Because the Bible says the day will come when we're held to account. Not just what we did with Jesus, but also what we did with our life and our gifts and everything else he's put in us. Amen? And that starts on Monday. Now, I know that many of you already get up early on a Monday. You get up and you seek God, you take the time to pray and seek the Lord, and you seek the Lord, you pray for your work and for your people. But let me say this to you. If you're one of those people maybe who don't, what might happen if you did? Many of you already will, will dig into your word in the morning, maybe over breakfast, maybe after breakfast. I'm not sure when you do it, but many of you already will do that. But if you don't get into the word of God, what might happen if you did, if before you went out the door, you just were able to soak yourself a little bit in the principles of God and the perspectives of God as you go into your day. Many of you already will head out to work and you'll get there to do a little bit of prep before your people arrive, whatever your people is. Maybe, maybe you've got a team that you lead. Maybe you've got colleagues that you hang out with. Maybe you're a mom or a dad and you're at home and you get up to make sure things are ready for the kids when they get up, whatever that is. Many of you already will come into the day doing a little bit of prep so that you're ready to be a blessing to those around about you. But if you don't, what might that be like in terms of your impact if you did? Many of you already will hit the workplace or hit the place that God's called you to be and you'll dig deep and you will set the example for everybody around you in your speech, in your attitude, in your behavior, in your heart towards people. You will do that. But if you don't, what might that change in your workplace if you decided you're going to be the thermostat and not the thermometer? You're going to go in there and you're going to be the example. You're going to set the bar. You're going to be the one that others can look at. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, Paul says this, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He has anointed us. And he's talking to a church just like ours. I think maybe his church has a few more problems if you read through the first 10 chapters of Corinthians, a few more problems that we have. But he's talking to church. He's talking to people like us. And he's saying to them, hey, you know what? Yeah, we're anointed, but you are anointed as well. You see, God has anointed you. He's anointed you with power to make a difference in this world. He's anointed the gifts of God in you that the that you might actually manifest and make plain to other people God and what he's like and how he rolls. I mean, I mean, what do you want people to think God is like? You want people to think that God kind of rolls up on a Monday morning and goes, eh, I can't do the world today and puts his, puts his head over and hits the snooze button? Or do you want people to think that God, every single day, God is is active. God is intentional. God is trying to make a difference in the world. God is wanting to bring blessing. God is wanting to lift people. You see, sometimes for many of us in our workplaces, it's our example that is the gospel, that is the good news that other people see and hear. You know what? I believe that God anoints my gifts so that I can do my job for him on Sunday. 
And I believe that God anoints your gifts so you can do your job for him on Monday. And we've got to remember today that the heroes of the faith weren't pastors, people. The heroes of the faith weren't pastors. The heroes of the faith are, are people like Abraham, who was a farmer, Joseph, who was a, a, a prime minister, Nehemiah, who was in the beverage industry before he went for a short period of time, a few months, as a construction project manager. Joseph, Jesus' father, was a builder. Luke, one of his followers, was a doctor. Lydia was in the clothing industry. Stephen was an administrator. All of these people were anointed by God with power to make a difference in the world that they were in. Too often we sit there and we go, well, I'm this or that, or I'm a stay-at-home mom, or, or I'm, maybe I'm unemployed, or, or maybe I'm a surveyor, or I'm, a, I'm whatever you are. And we go, oh, well, but, but I'm not a pastor. You're like, God, God, is, God is really, he's not putting his hopes on pastors to change the world, people. Okay? Pastors aren't the cavalry. You're the cavalry. God's putting his hope on every single person that's out there in the marketplace, in the workplace, in homes, in schools, in factories, in jobs, in, in office blocks. God's putting his hope on us to get out there and do the job and be light and be salt in the world. And he has anointed us for that so that wherever we are, the work of God can go on in our place. You know, I don't know if you've heard of the 80-20 rule. I love the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle. It's called, it says that, you know, uh, 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. Well, I'm telling you that 80% of what goes on in this place, uh, of 80% of it comes from 20% of our time, which is on a Sunday. It's interesting, isn't it? So much happens on a Sunday. So much happens here in prayer, in ministry, in the preaching and worship. So much happens here in the conversations around the cafe tables. So much happens in this place that impacts the rest of the week. Can I suggest that maybe Monday could be the 20% of your week that gets you 80% of your results if you had it running? You see, if I have a good Sunday, the rest of the week is probably going to be okay. Maybe if you have a good Monday, maybe the rest of your week might look better than maybe it currently does. And so how do you approach Monday? How do, how do you approach Monday? Because I'm telling you, you are anointed for Mondays exactly the same way that I'm anointed for Sundays. So three thoughts this morning. Do you seek the Lord on Monday? Do you seek the Lord on Monday? Do you get up early on the very first day of your week? regardless of what your thing is. But you get up early to ask his blessing on that day. I mean, Monday, Monday is a big day. It's an important day. It's where you set the benchmark for the week. Do you ask his blessing? Do you get up to see if there are any prophetic words, maybe for anyone in your world? That doesn't mean you have to rock up to the water cooler, lay a hand on some poor someone and, and start prophesying over them. But you know what? You can be in a conversation and you can actually bring a prophetic word in such a natural way that they don't realize you're prophesying over them, but you're bringing spiritual insight and spiritual encouragement to someone in a way that God will use. Now, I know sometimes it is hard to get up on a Monday morning. But, you know, we actually have no excuses. Why is that? Mark chapter 16, verse 9. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Now, you wake up some Monday, some Monday mornings thinking that you feel like death. Jesus was dead. And he still got up first day of the week. 
So no excuses, all right? No excuses. You think you feel terrible? You just put a bit of thought in how Jesus felt. Man, he came back from hell. He came back from hell on Monday morning. So no more, no more complaining, all right? Get yourself out of that bed and go and do what you're meant to do. The second thought this morning is this. Is do, do you bless your people on Monday? When you rock in on Monday morning, are you like a bear with a sore head and everyone's like, you know, let's just keep away from that person? Or do you come in with blessing coming off your lips, with encouragement coming out of your mouth? You know, it might be the colleagues in your department. It might be that business team that you're with. It might be your kids. But what could you do on a Monday morning to be prepared, get set up so that you can make your people feel blessed on Monday morning. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 20, we read about David, and it's always intriguing what people do first thing in the morning. It says this, early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed, and he reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. It was David's habit to get up early in the morning. We read in Psalms how David would seek the Lord early in the morning. He got up early. He didn't shirk his responsibilities. He actually had some other shepherd organized. Guys, well, that guy was up, had him delegated and ready to go so that he could take over those responsibilities while he went off to bless somebody. His food was loaded on his donkeys, and he was off to bless his brothers on that morning. How much more? Would he bless his brothers that day than anyone could have imagined? Because that was the day when the call of God came to David and he stepped up and he took out Goliath. I'm telling you, God is looking for people who are ready to bless others to show himself through. In 2 Chronicles chapter 9, we read about Solomon. Solomon's splendor, how the queen of Sheba came to see this man, to see and hear his wisdom and to see what he was doing. It says, when the queen of Sheba saw the wisdom of Solomon, but not just the wisdom of Solomon, as well as the palace he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his officials, the attending servants in their robes, the cupbearers in their robes, and the burnt offerings he made at the temple of the Lord, she was overwhelmed. I want people to come into this church and I want them to see how well we serve. I want them to be so welcomed. I want them to see how well our teams operate that before they even get in here to hear our astonishing worship, I want them to be overwhelmed with the heart of the people. What would it be like in your world if people were overwhelmed because of how well you were focused on blessing people and creating an environment where people felt that they mattered? The third thought this morning is this, is do you lead by example on Monday? Do you dig deep and behave like you want everyone else to behave on that day? John chapter 13, verse 15. Jesus says, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. It's time for us to love Mondays. You know, for us here at church and for us across the campuses, uh, Mondays have got to be great. Well, for us, Sundays have got to be great. We have the saying, we don't have a bad Sunday. Now, that doesn't mean we knock it out of the park every Sunday, but it is unacceptable to bring less than 100% when we come to Sunday. Why? Because you matter. Because God matters. And, and we might rock up and, and we're not feeling 100%, but we'll still bring 100% of what we have to bring. And can I say to you that your Mondays have got to be great. 
And what might shift and where you are and in your world if you decided that Mondays were going to be great? We are not going to have a bad Monday. The second thing is, is that we've got to remember that Mondays are all about people. In fact, I don't know what you do. I don't even mind what you do, but I'm telling you this, regardless of what you think, whatever you do, it is all about people. Remember many years ago when I was involved in retail, I had a retail for five or six years. If you love retail, God bless you. But all my, man, man, retail just, just, I learned so many great things from retail. I, I so appreciative of my time in retail, but I hated retail. I, part of it was my own, my own misconceptions, really. I got a job in a bookstore because I love books. I don't think I ever looked at a book in the five years I was there. I got put in the stationery department. It was my job to count boxes of envelopes and erasers. It was my job to, to merchandise silly little pencils with little foam bits on top that teenage girls like to buy. That was my job. And I remember one day just being so, so almost depressed at my job, having to be there again. I just made this crazy decision. I made this decision and that, that today, every person that walks in the front door of this shop, I am going to make their day. It kind of just started out as a, as a game to keep myself engaged, to, to stop myself from just going sitting up the back and, and wanting to drink alcohol. And, uh, and you know what? But I stumbled upon something because I found out that actually when you, when you try and make someone else's day, it just does something inside of you. Now, I, I, people would come in, I'd be up, I'd be, I'd be, I want to welcome you this morning. How you doing? I'd be joking with them and carrying on. They loved it. We had a great time. I, I didn't pester people. Like if someone didn't want to talk to me, it was like, fine. But when I focused on the people instead of the product, I found a power that made a difference in their lives as well as mine. I'm telling you, retail is not about selling stuff. It ain't about merchandising stuff. It's not about managing stuff. It's about loving people. And I don't know what you do or where you work, but I'm telling you, it's exactly the same for you because at the end of the day, everything we do ultimately is about people. When you get that in your head, it can change the game. Some of you want to change your job. Actually, you just need to change your attitude. And that's from a guy who had a job he wanted to change and somehow managed to change his attitude. And that leads us to the final thought this morning, is that Mondays are actually all about gratitude. You know, we've got to, we've got to, shift, our, we've got to shift our, what we feel are our unmet expectations, and we've got to move back into gratitude. Gratitude that you have a job. There are so many people in this world who do not have a job. There are members of this congregation that would give a kidney to have a job. And I'm telling you, we've got to get our gratitude back about the fact that we have somewhere to go, something that pays us money. It is such an important thing that we have a place where God has put us with our unique giftings and our talents, that God can use us in some way, lift somebody, make a difference in somebody's world. You know what? It's just so important. And every Monday I'm reminded again of how lucky I am. Tuesdays in this place, we have staff meeting. And in staff meeting, one of the things we do is we always take a period of time and we pray for you. We pray for our congregation. And I, I still remember so clearly this last week as we were just praying, God, you know where every one of these people is right now. And just like, God, would you just 
somehow, God, just fill them. God, bless them right now, whatever they're doing, Lord. God, would you just remind them of your goodness right now? Honestly, we, we took this time. And as we were doing that, I was struck again by how grateful I am for my job that I get to do this. You know what? Every one of us can say that. And sometimes the unhappiness that some of us we struggle with on Mondays is simply that we forgot to be grateful for what God has given us. Amen? It's time to love Mondays. Now, for some of you here, maybe it's, uh, it's time for more than a change of attitude. Maybe it's time for a change of heart. There are people here maybe who don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They don't know what it is to have God kind of living in here with you all the time, to have a sense of his purpose. I want to say to you this morning, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's you and that's me. But the Bible also says in Romans chapter 3 that every one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God or, or the potential that God has for us. We've all rejected him as the rightful authority in our lives. And that's why Jesus came. Jesus came and died on a cross to pay for our sins so that our sins that separate us from God might be taken away, that we can be restored back to a relationship with God again. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this is the most beautiful thing. That you know what? You can make this the best day of your week by choosing to receive Jesus Christ as your God and your Savior right now. The Bible says that for all those who received Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. God loves you. He wants you to know Him, experience His plan for your life. He wants to have a relationship with you. And it happens as simply and easily as putting your trust in Jesus and having a conversation with God. Why don't we do that right now? Can we all just bow our heads just for a moment? And if you're here and you don't know God personally, or maybe you've drifted a long way from God and it's time for you to come back. Maybe if this is your moment, you'd like to pray this prayer just in your heart after me. 